Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff and Things Podcast. I am Sam, discussing the Book of Boba Fett finale today and joining me to dissect and go into minute detail. We'll actually just have a good chat about it. It's my partner in crime, it's Stefan. This is the end. Oh, you feeling it, buddy? You feeling a bit sad that it's over? Um... Less Don't be sad it's over, be thankful it was here. Exactly, and it's kind of led on to the next man and everything else, so yeah. Mm. It, I think yeah. it's been a good series. I, I agree, I agree with you. And and the finale, I think, rounded everything up in a, in a way where, you know, you've got offshoots, definitely, but also the yes. story's been told, which, which is kind of good. Um, Like a book. We yeah. want to talk about the episode, which we're going to do first up, and then we're going to talk about the series as a whole at the end. Yes. Um, and our sort of thoughts on the overarching, the reaction, and obviously what comes next. Mm-hmm. So let's let's dive into the episode straight away. Uh, this is uh, the first, possibly only, season of The Book of Boba Fett. Episode 7, the finale, and the title of the episode? In the name of honour. And so last week, uh, I forgot, and we got a good 10 minutes in before I asked you the name of the episode. Yep. T-shirt sales. Abuse. T-shirt sales I... fell. Yeah. Yeah, I got abused for that. Did you? I, yeah, but <laughs> fun, funny thing is, the couple of messages I got were basically like, I couldn't concentrate. I, I was like, "What happened? What's going on? I don't know the title of the episode. No one's told me it." Like, <laughs> You're being really sarcastic, and that's really rude. But I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep doing it now. You, you, yeah. You've started this. You, you know, you shouldn't. You should know better. And the episode is. Yeah, and the episode is uh, yeah. So in the name of honor, spelt wrong because it's American, silly American. I did notice that. I was like, wait a minute, honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honor, honor, honor. Yeah. Honor. Uh, so we kick off. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I'm not gonna do it scene by scene like we did last week, which was kind of the reason why we did that was because it sort of came as like a oh my god moment, and then another oh my god moment, and then another yes. and another. So that's why we did it that way. But I want to kick off this one by talking about the X-wing arriving on Tatooine, okay. because I think I think it gives us kind of like a, an interesting insight. So, the end of the episode six, there was the decision for Grogu. He got to choose between the lightsaber and the armor. Yeah, we we came up with various different theories, which all went out to our social media, and we came up with different ideas, and we talked about on the podcast along the lines of. You know, is he going to choose the armor? Is he going to choose the lightsaber? And does it potentially mean no matter what he chooses, we will see some sort of reunion? No, we talked about maybe it's just a test from Luke, and maybe his plan is to, you know, try and uh, I don't know, change the Jedi way in a certain in certain aspects. Because me and you, and I think quite rightly, argued that Luke's all about attachment. He's attached to loads of people. <laughs> yeah, Han, um, Leia, Obi Wan, yeah, Yoda, Chewie, yes, yeah, C-3PO, yeah. R two. So I, I find it I find it difficult to for him to be all preachy about it. Yeah. However, this episode opens with the X wing. So my initial reaction is absolute joy at the thought of Luke being back on Tatooine. Yep. So I'm I'm kind of like, oh wow, I'm gonna see it. I'm actually gonna see Luke back on Tatooine. <laughs> and then 
I have what, for me, is what makes Star Wars Star Wars, because I'm having that kind of emotional moment there, followed by what can only be described as straight-up comedy moment of the mechanic there basically bricking it because it's an X-Wing, and in essence, X-Wings equals the police showing up. Basically now, yeah, police for, well, whatever they call their galactic forces or whatever, yeah, Yeah, they're the old rebels, so they're going around in X-Wings. Yeah. Well, yeah so she, hide she, this, uh, hide that, hide it anywhere. I don't care. Get yeah, rid of it. She, she, she's bricking it, and it basically comes out like, "Hello, officer. I just put in my uh, New Republic license the other day, like just before you landed." You know. Yeah. How ironic. Yeah. Trying, trying to, trying to bluster. As the cockpit opens, we see R two, so we know it's Luke's X-wing, but I don't see Luke, so I'm like, "Has Grogu nicked an X-wing?" Yeah. <laughs> And then Grogu does appear. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm kind of... It's weird because I am overjoyed that Grogu's going back to Mando. I really am. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I want to see Luke. Yeah. I want to see Luke on Tatooine. Um, I'm, I'm gutted I'm not seeing Luke on Tatooine. But, you know, that's, that's, that's you know, I'll get over it pretty quickly. Uh, but this mechanic lady, not only did she date a Jawa and can speak the language, she can speak droid fluently. Astromech, it would appear, because... R2 beeps and squeaks and she communicates with him no problem, which cracked me up. Yeah, she's a, a lady of many talents. Definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, she's a she's a fun character, don't you think? Very much so, yeah. I, you know, she's got a couple of parts in this finale. We'll talk about the other part later on, but this this scene on its own was fun. And every time she shows up, it's generally a good, good sort of light-hearted or good fun scene. So... Uh, this was great. She she takes Grogu. Is all happy to see him. Won't R2 call him actually, Grogu because that's yeah, a stupid name. <laughs> yeah, R two tells her his name. She's like, what? And she calls him Bright Eyes, doesn't she? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of lovely because she, you know, absolutely loved him when she had him before. Uh, feeds him some nice worms, which he eats, of course. You know, lovely and gross. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. So. That, that was a great scene, so I wanted to kind of start with that there, because we know the decision's been made now. I, I do just want to say, how much of a petty bastard is Luke Skywalker, by the way? Yeah. You give this kid a choice, and then rather than returning him yourself, you basically stick him in a taxi. Yeah, it's like the ultimate morning after. Mm, yeah, I'm not I'm driving you home. I'm done with you now, I'm done with you now, go yeah. away. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not driving you home, R2 can do it. So I was I was kind of laughing about that. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's probably just the CGI budget doesn't stretch to him appearing in another episode. But <laughs> at the same just... time, it was a bit of one of those like he's I've put this work in. I'm now mm. making you make a choice. Oh, you don't want me anymore? Go away. I'm done. Yeah, with you. It, it did feel like Luke, you petty little son. <laughs> what, what are you doing? And uh, the next time we see Luke Skywalker, he's a miserable old man. So it all kind of folds into one, I guess. I see. So we're basically Grogu rejecting him leads to Luke becoming a Marty old git. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Uh, that. That's why Kylo Ren went to the dark side because he just couldn't yeah. deal with Luke's temper tantrums. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're seeing it all now. We're, we're definitely seeing it clearly. Uh, but yeah. So. We, we we go through different things, and one of the other things we see is, again, we see this character of Cad Bane. And Cad Bane basically has a meeting with the Pikes, um, and we learn in this meeting something me and you theorised last week. And for me and you to get something right kind of felt un- unnerving to me, because it our theories wrong. up to this point had basically been like, ah, oh, we have a theory about this, and then boom, nope, gone, straight away, absolutely no. 
but in this finale, an army of Tuscan right they're dead. Yeah, but yeah. in this finale, dude, we actually got proved right a couple of times. Yes. Which is worrying. I, I'm worried by that. That that's, I find that frightfully unnerving. We're getting better is how I claim it. Oh, okay. Yeah, what you said. What what he said's better. I'll edit I'll edit my <laughs> I'll edit my bit out, yeah. Um so basically they have this meeting and they get the reveal that they were the ones who killed the Tuscan Raiders. What did you think about Cad Bane's reaction to that? Because I, I got I got taken in by his reaction, to be honest with you. Um, not so much really. I kind of just, I almost skipped over it, in honesty. Because mm. his reaction was kind of like, does Boba know this? Yeah. So my, I was kind of taken in a little bit, thinking, oh, wow, him and Boba have got quite a rich history. And of I'm course. kind of like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I wonder if Cad's kind of thinking to himself, oh, you slaughtered Boba's people. If he finds out about this, that's, you know, this is... <laughs> You're in trouble. Well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or, or you know, he, he Cad seemed a little surprised. Maybe he doesn't like that. You know, he did walk into that town and kill the martyr, but he didn't slaughter everyone. You know, he kind of walked in, shot the guy he had to shoot, and then left. Maybe he doesn't like that. Maybe he's going to go to Boba and tell him. Maybe, you know, so my mind was kind yeah. of racing. And then, of course, he just basically uses it to try and make Boba an emotional, make an emotional mistake. Yes. So he, he goes to where Boba is, lures him out, and he literally says to the Pikes, I'll try and lure him out of this building. Yeah. And he and he, he does, he uses it. He says to him, like, oh, you know, your, your Tuscan family were murdered by the Pikes. And Boba does, you know, his grip on the gun changes. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we said about the way they convey the emotions and stuff, despite wearing the helmet, so we're we're always very complimentary about. It. And that was such a simple thing for him to do—just change the grip on the gun, change his stance. Yeah. It was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> this isn't going to end well. Yeah, uh, it but... goes from very much a case of I'm sitting here talking to you to I'm ready to fire. Yeah, yeah, very much. And Fennec, Fennec. Chills him out. Fennec manages to get him to calm down, which which is definitely the way to go. Um, and like you know, we fight on our terms. Don't be lured out. So so they do manage to kind of avoid that. But you can see that. Like I just, then was like, oh, Cad, you you horrible git. You know, <laughs> there oh, there's no redeeming you, is there? Yeah, and <laughs> I like are... what I like is the fact that so you've watched all the Clone Wars, I have, and I'm yeah. sure a lot of people listening to this have also watched all the Clone Wars. Yeah. So you guys all know about the history between Cad Bane and yeah. Boba. Yeah. You guys know that he kind of helped raise him, mentor him and everything else. And then they grew into rivals and things. Yeah. Whereas for myself, who hasn't got that far into it, I know Cad Bane as a character that's appeared a couple of times in the Clone Wars so far. Yeah. And I think we were both able to watch these last couple of episodes and these scenes. And it's not... Like, there's not a gap between the two of us? Yeah. No, I the agree. The way it's yeah, been do done. Well, yeah. You guys are watching it, knowing the history, going, oh, but Cad knows exactly how to kind of press the buttons because of how close they used to be. Yeah. And I'm watching it going, oh, man, this guy really knows how to wind him up, doesn't he? God, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, and he it, does. there's not been, like... I know in some shows where this sort of thing happens, there's almost, like inside joke sort of thing and you only get them but they're really obviously inside jokes yeah, and if you don't know yeah. you don't know in yeah. this they weren't this was just kind of very much a, a level playing field for those that had and hadn't seen clone wars 
Well, they introduced what can only be described as a very badass, mean character with yeah. a very cool visual. And I think you, even if you had no idea who he was, just his introduction gave you a wow. This guy's a serious, you know, a serious individual. Yeah. The fact he outdraw the marshal who we've seen, you know, lay the gun down. Even in that episode, they gave you like a reminder of how fast the marshal is yes. in the first scene. Yeah. Only for him to then get shot. And the other guy gets shot in the last scene. So it was like a perfect way of just showing you just how much of a badass Cad Bane is. Yep. Um, and also the other thing about it as well was interesting, I thought, is he kept, the marshal kept asking for his name. Yeah. And, and Cad Bane didn't do it. All he did was look up and the marshal looked shocked. Like, oh no, I know who this is. Yeah, um, this guy's and, and a badass. Yeah, and you, I mean, if you look at him, that's a very, very interesting look. And I do think it's worth pointing out, like you mentioned about the history, and I do think perhaps some people listening don't know a lot of this, but if you go back into the sort of Star Wars lore, if you like, Jango Fett, who was Boba's father slash donor, you know, whatever <laughs> the way you want to put it, yeah. um, he trained Cad Bane. So, and the reason why is because that Cad Bane, uh, Jango, sorry, specialised in fighting Jedi. He, the reason why he was picked for the clones was because he specialised in fighting the Jedi. Of course, yes. we know what happened with Order 66. So he he built, uh, he had the Mandalorian armour, and he had the flamethrower, and he had the jetpack, and he basically found a way of fighting against these people. Now, Cad Bane also had a flamethrower, also had the ability like these rocket boots if you like so he could fly or or leap if you like yeah he had these things built into his into his the, the breathing tubes he had them fitted so no one could force choke him madness isn't it like that that's yeah. that is going above and beyond for your oh, work massively yeah because if you remember the old republic no one messed with the Jedi. No one wanted anything to do with the Jedi. So if you were Underworld and the Jedi got involved, you just surrendered. Yep. Cad Bane didn't. Cad Bane was the guy that the Underworld went to if Jedi were involved. He was the guy who was like, look, there could be Jedi. And he'd be like, yeah, pay me double. I'll deal with it. And he did. You know, he took on Obi-Wan. It, Obi-Wan's prime. He took on Anakin when Anakin was younger. Yep. He took on all these people and walked away from it. He even killed some Jedi. So, you know, Cad Bane's a very, very serious dude. But the thing I think in this episode, which is why a lot of people may be a little bit disappointed at the end, but not for me, the guy's in his 70s, 80s at this point. Yeah. He is literally the old gunslinger. He's still got it. But I mean, how old is his not... race? He's a Doros. Doros? Yeah. How yeah. old do they live to? Because like, I, I honestly, Yoda's in his 70s. Um, Grogu's yeah, in yeah, the 70s yeah. as well, but yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, no, what you're saying, yeah. He's like 50, 60 years old, but lives to like 700, 800. So yeah, yeah. he's still a still a toddler. Um, yeah, no, granted, I, I don't know, but I, I just, he is, he's described, I think, in this as the aged gunslinger. And I think yeah. that suits the way we, they've portrayed him in this. Um, but yeah, just, just his ability to get under Boba's skin yeah was so well done because like you said whether you knew all of that or not that was good that was very yeah. very clever but also there's a lot of little lines from him in this and later on needling him you know just like reminding him of the fact that he's got the upper hand on him in the past just putting doubt into his mind yes um so we have that and then obviously we then have the situation where 
<laughs> kind of, I mean, I don't know about you. You know, like me and you watch something sometimes and we talk about how when a camera angle changes, we know someone's about to get shot. Yeah. Or if a character says, oh, okay, I'll see you all later. You're like, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you <know? laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. We have these like, oh, now, now nothing's standing our way. We will love each other for all time. Like one of you is going to be dead in the next scene. So we've talked about that and it is kind of funny. The more you watch, the more you realize there are these tropes. As Fennec rattled off where everybody was and how, you know, everything was kind of great. Did you have that same feeling of, no, 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 that's not, no, that can't be good. <laughs> yeah, because, I know what you mean, yeah. Because you're kind of rattling off, these guys are there, these guys are there, these guys are over there. And then you've also just reminded us of the deal you've done with everybody. So I'm like, oh, someone's going to betray him. Someone's going to betray him. And me and you said someone at that table is going to betray him. I don't think anyone predicted everybody was going to betray him. <laughs> yeah, and, when they stood there and they're talking, like they go back and the mayor's there talking to the bikes. Yeah. And then you hear one of them go, oh, but you said, and I was like, ah, one of you, t- ah, two, mm. three, four, the whole table. All of the, them. The whole table. All like, of them. Every I'm, I'm last one of them. I'm waiting to see Black Corinthian standing at the back yeah. going... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of like, oh, wow, literally everyone. Now, what was interesting about that is we got the little power bikers, power ranger bikers from Mars, or whatever we want to call them. Yeah. And they've gone around this whole thing, so we've seen everything visually, and then they get on the radio and they say, like, oh, something doesn't feel right. Then it all starts going to hell. So they're in, like, the workers' district. There's a gunfight going on. Uh, Black Chrysanthemum, or a big badass Wookiee dude, as I like to call him, he gets like launched at by himself. Yeah, I do. I do want to ask you something. All right, now, yep. I love your opinion on this, and and this sort of comes up here, but then later a lot more so. But I'm going to mention it now. Okay. When we see the Mandalorians get hit in that armor, we know Beskar absorbs shots. Yes. Obviously, if there's lots, the Beskar starts to break down, mm-hmm. and therefore, if you get hit a lot, eventually, you, you know, you're, you're dead. But basically, it will hold up initially. So when we see Mando or we see Boba get hit, we know the Beskar is holding up. You see a Stormtrooper get hit in his plastic, the guy's dead. That ain't doing nothing. It's just for show. Yeah. We see the Pikes basically just wearing their normal clothes, but with a cool head. So you see them get hit. You know they're dead. Yep. The Wookiees have thick fur, like Beskar. Yeah, he gets shot a few times, and it kind of like he Bleh. gets hit a lot. But then I'm trying to. When I was watching this, I was trying to think back to Chewie. Yeah, I'm like, do we ever see Chewie actually get shot, or does he? We do in the sequels. Remember, yeah. he gets shot in the arm, and he's being treated, and the doctor says to him, "You're being a very brave boy." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like that. <laughs> so in that sense, no, it doesn't work like that because we see no. how he gets beaten. Yeah, but then of course we do see Black Chrysanthemum get shot in the leg and go down. You know, he does. Yeah. He does show that it's impacting him. It's not like he's just walking through it like wearing armor or you know everyone's happy I'm fine yeah. he is definitely showing signs of being hit and stuff but it just just it seems to me like you shoot a human once and they're dead Yeah, the pike shot once dead 
Mandalorians, we know why they're wearing the Beskar, but the Wookiee took like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hits and was basically still going. Yeah, I think he's just a gladiator badass. I think is all we can put it down to. I, th- I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I did wonder as well, right? And again, this is completely... You know Wookiees wear those kind of chains. Chewie's got one. Yeah. And Black Xanthan have one. I wonder if that's Beskar. Because that got hit a couple of times and kind of like pinged off it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Just just a wild, wild theory. He's made out of something pretty tough anyway, yeah. It's got to be, yeah, <laughs> if he's wearing it, definitely. Well, yeah. Uh, but everything's gone to hell. These people have betrayed him. Everything's going wrong. The two uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy's kids got killed. That was... Um, I don't know, I couldn't believe that. I was like, they're getting towards the cliff. Here we go, they're going to pull out some badass... Oh, my yeah, God, that hot was, dogs. That was... I don't know. That was a bit of a naff ending for them, wasn't it? it was yeah. Just a bit, it was, Considering oh, wow. like what they kind of represented from the um, Return of the Jedi and stuff, yeah. and, and then just like, nope, they just got pushed off a cliff. Yeah, dead. And we did see some of the Power Rangers get killed. You know, a few of them, mm-hmm. few of the ones that hadn't had lines, <laughs> they've yes. gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, what I didn't gone. understand with the pigs thing yeah. is. Number one, they stood at the top of a cliff. That's a bad idea. Straight out, bad idea. Straight straight away, yep. And then, of all the places they could have backed into, back to the side. Don't go backwards towards the cliff. Turn to the side. Like, dumb pigs. Well, yeah, I don't think think they were supposed to be the brightest. No, maybe not. Sparks. Um, But yeah, it was a bit of a quick ending for them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it just felt a bit weird, that. Um, Yeah. Now, what did you think about... So, obviously, Fennec's like, I need to take out command and control. That's our only play. So, she bombs it off to basically go and hit the Pike's HQ um, and take out the head. You know, cut off the head and hopefully the snake will die. Yeah. Uh, so, she's bombed it off. Um, she saves the the Power Rangers on the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they have lovely manners. I don't get why that line was in there. That was a bit odd. That seemed to stop the action dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fennec saying nice manners and they're driving off and you're like, yeah. uh... Okay. It kind of felt like that was going to be a callback to something and I've racked my brain to like, I cannot think of anything what that's a callback to or like a nod to. Is it just so anyone a case of uh, the Power Rangers are evolving from street rats to decent people with manners? That's all I can oh, think of. Yeah, it was odd. It was odd, wasn't it? It was just like a. There's a couple of things that were odd. There was that. There was odd, and then the other thing that was odd was the the street racer guy does this weird ass spin before he shoots someone <laughs> later on. <laughs> the most the unnecessary most... thing ever. I yeah. loved it. It was one of those things where you know when it's like the Jedi's, for example. I'm mm. always since I was a little kid, I've always yeah. been very much a case of. You know, if Jedi's did less jumping and spinning, they'd probably be better at fights. Well, yeah. And then yeah, this yeah. guy does the same thing, like, I'm going to run, do a full front flip, and then cool power pose shots. And you're like, we just, he just does this doing? spin. Why it's are you like doing this? someone's like, firing at him. Yeah. All he had to do was lift his arm and shoot the guy, but he doesn't. He does a spin first. Yeah. It was uh, That was odd. Again, and I, th- I think a lot of people have picked up on that. I've seen a lot of videos of that just like most pointless movie yes. in history yes 
but yeah, so everything's gone wrong. They're under fire. Um, Mando, Mando turns to Boba. What did you think of the line when Mando said, when he's talking about everyone betraying him, and Mando goes, hmm, it was the smart play. Yeah, like, Boba's fuming. Like, I can't believe they yeah. all went against me. And Mando's there going, uh, yeah, look how many yeah. of them there is. Duh. <laughs> It's like, oh, to be fair, Boba, it was the right thing to do. Because the best thing is Boba then goes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Can't can't argue with it. It was the smart play. But then we have that fun interaction where Boba's like, I suppose you'll be going then. You know, kind of like, it is the smart thing to do. Yeah. And we get Mando saying, no, no, you know, I'm, I gave you my word. It's part of the creed. I made it to the end. Boba, what you actually believe in that banter thought <laughs> He's yes. like, Yeah, I do. And then Boba's like, Oh, good. <laughs> because if you didn't, I'd be so screwed. Yeah, it's uh, like this epic, like, Oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. Whew, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we get the line of, You know, we'll die, we'll both die an honorable death. And he pulls his gun out and says, This is the way. I'm, I'm like geeking out. I'm like, he said the line. Shit's yeah. about to go down. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's about to start happening when he pulls out the lines. Yeah, when he when he says the line. I mean, all you needed was for like the pikes to come and negotiate, and for Mando to look at him and go, "I can negotiate with you warm. <laughs> I can negotiate with you cold." Uh, but basically, this weird guy, the mayor's aide, then sticks his oar in. Uh, he's been a fun comedy kind of character, I suppose, in this. Um, when Boba says to him, all right, fine, you can go to <laughs> terms of my our surrender. <laughs> did you, any of you, think in any way at all, anything on that piece of paper, whatever it, tablet, was going to say anything other than kiss my ass? <laughs> I honestly thought he was sending the guy to his death. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he's like, me he's going to send him out there and go... And in return, you may shoot me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I offer you me as full and final compensation to bugger off. Yeah. yeah. If you and do not accept whole... this, you must murder me now. Yeah. No! The guy's the guy's whole spiel is well about you may recognise my accent. I was educated on Curacao, which doesn't make me better than everyone, but, you know, he's basically yeah. saying yes, it does. Um, I mean that was that was funny. He was a so strange funny. character all the way through this. He was a very strange character. Oh, mental like, but funny, slimy sidekick. Yeah. Well, just politician, wasn't he? Yes. He was well, yeah, that makes more sense. Absolute, absolute stereotype political, a political. What do they call them? Um, maneuver all the time yeah. it's like oh I specialise in civic negotiations I can grovel to save your ego yeah <laughs> it just goes out and he's like oh hello and the guy says tell us what it says tailhead he's like oh that's so funny <laughs> yeah. just tell us but actually yeah. no okay yeah read what it says and he's like to be clear I'm not saying this Boba's <laughs> <laughs> saying this He's like, go away, get stuffed. They're getting ready to shoot him. I'm like, oh, he's dead. And it's funny. I'm like, this yeah. is so, I can't believe Boba's done him like this, but it's really funny. And then Mando and Boba use their jetpacks. Uh, I, I feel like we've not seen them use them a lot just so we could see them use them in this scene and it have a greater impact. What do you think? Oh, I think you could be onto something there. Yeah. It's almost like, there's a couple of times they could have used them and we've been like, why Why wouldn't you just use your jetpack? 
And now we're seeing them basically fly in, all guns blazing. This scene was fun, wasn't it? This scene was good. This was like full-on firefight, the OK Corral level. Yeah, and it was good to see the two of them kind of working together. And yeah. it, it was just fun, I think, is the yeah. main... Yeah, just fun. Until Bobber leaves him there. But apart from that, it's just fun. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're kicking ass. I mean, they're doing well. Yeah. But the sheer numbers start to get the advantage in the sheer numbers game. And they say it, they just keep coming. They're, like, killing them. <laughs> it's, like, literally like a video game. They're killing them, killing them, killing them, and they just keep coming and coming and coming. And they're, like, the numbers game's starting to win. And just as the numbers game's getting on top of them, the folk of Freetown arrive. Uh, you know, like in a like small armored thing. It's like a gun tank, for their version of a yeah. tank. Uh, yeah, and like kick. So, so they get a bit of the upper hand for a moment with everyone there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they start to unite again. You know, the the surviving Power Rangers arrive. Yeah. Uh, the big badass Wookiee dude gets back to them. Um, so you know they they have this moment. They're a bit reunited. They're sort of getting ready to really kick back and the pikes withdraw and they're all celebrating like yeah and then mando like clicks his helmet on the onto like thermal vision and sees this big droid marching yeah you know i was thinking that as well i I know they were the ones that rolled with personal kills weren't they but they were like the upgraded version yeah oh man upgrades wow these are like full-on city stompers aren't they a big two Big ass droids, serious weaponry, and they've got bloody shields. And so this has happened. I'm really into the scene, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, what can they do? You know, they don't have any big weapons. And I thought to myself, oh, wonder if the Darksaber can cut through. So I'm like, my mind's gone there. My daughter watching this had a far more practical solution that I think would have worked. Mm-hmm. So she's watching this, and she goes... Well, just get a load of explosives, put it in the put it in the sand, and lure the thing onto it, and blow it up from underneath. There's no shield there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, the shield goes from ground over them to ground. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm like, I'm watching this, and I'm looking at her, and she's going, "Well, that'd work." I'm like, "Yeah. Yeah. All right. Smart ass." It might have worked, maybe. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, 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 all right. If, you, if you're just going to show Boba and Mando up like that, go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that that could have worked. But I was watching it just like, oh, wow, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? So how long was it, or at what moment of Boba leaving did you work out what the plan was? Um, I, I wasn't sure. When he flew off, yeah. He's like, keep them distracted, and he flew off, yeah. and I was like, maybe. See, I thought he was going to go get his ship. Yeah, I understand, because my first thought, my first thought was kind of like, where the hell is he going? And mm. then I went, oh, the Rancor. And then I went, uh, yeah. no, because he hasn't really mentioned it again since, so I'm guessing maybe his ship, or yeah. he's gone to go get Fennec, or something. Well, I, I was completely kind of into the scene in the fight. 
So my my mind was sort of racing sort of quickly, and all I could think of was those charges the ship drops. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I love those, the noise it makes, but surely that would just destroy the whole place. So I'm like, what's he planning? What's he well, thinking? I, I mean, know the what he, he did anyway didn't do much better than destroy Yeah, yeah what he did anyway was like unleashing King Kong on New York. <laughs> yeah. They? Um, but then, of course, the, all this fight's going on, and you know they're trying to stay away from these droids. Mando's basically trying to keep them busy, and there is quite a funny scene when him and Boba, because the droids move slowly, they just keep walking so they're out of his gun range. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's like so because it's like that's experience, isn't it? Everyone else is running in all these directions, and those two have just got right up close to it and are just walking. So as the thing's turning round to face them, they just keep walking to avoid it. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. And every time it got close enough to fire, it'd fire, and they'd like take a little hop, like, oh, crap, nope, too close, just just take another step. Um, but then, obviously, Boba goes off. Mando's trying to keep him distracted and try and keep people... Everyone else is sort of on the run, and they've hidden behind this wall. Uh, the street rats kind of say, look, you know, if we fall back any further, we've got no cover. This is it. This is... <laughs> we're making our stand here, people. Yeah. That wall gets wrecked, by the way. Yeah, and it, it doesn't it, seem like the strongest of walls. But it holds up, man. That, that thing holds up. That thing's getting a hammer in. The construction on Tatooine, you know, it's got to withstand sandstorms, I guess, because <laughs> it is doing well, considering... Yeah. Uh, but these two droids are blasting the crap out of it. The Pike soldiers are there blasting the crap out of it. They're trying to hold the line. Um, and then we hear the roar of the Rancor. Oh, and it, yeah. And we get to see Boba riding the Rancor, as you predicted when they said it. I mean, I was kind of like, oh, I don't trust this guy. I think the Rancor is, uh, uh, you know, actually going to kill him. Yeah. You were like... Boba riding the Rancor. Boba riding the Rancor! <laughs> and you Mate, were right, man. You were... I didn't expect it. I've got to be honest with you. I did not expect it. No? No, I loved it. I I, I absolutely loved it. And But but um, I, I think it's important we, we say, just before the Rancor shows up, yeah. um, there is a reunion. Yeah. So the mechanic... <laughs> Mando is running from one of these droids. Our favourite mechanic shows up on like this kind of uh, sled kind of thing being pulled by a droid. Um, <clears throat> and Mando's like, what are you doing here? Run away. Turn around, I think he shouts. Yeah. And she's like, hey, Mando, I've got a surprise for you. And I'm like, oh, she's got Grogu with her. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh no. no. Don't bring the kid into the middle like the of this. Worst, worst possible moment ever. And do you want to know something else as well? I had, I had a, I had a real worry for a moment for Mando. I know it's gonna sound silly because there is, there is supposed to be a Mandalorian season three, okay? Yeah. But I had this moment of panic where I was like, how heartbreaking would it be for Grogu to make the choice, mm. go back there to Mando, and then see him get seriously hurt or killed? Oh yeah. So, uh, it only lasted a moment. I think my kind of common sense kicked in of, no way would Disney throw away that cash cow. Not a chance, sunshine. Yeah. So, it, it was only a moment. It was it was only a brief moment of panic. But I did have that there for a moment. Like, crap, this could go dark in a hurry. You yeah. know, this could go bad. Um, and just, you know, how would Grogu react? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a place on Tatooine was crushed by the thoughts of a Jedi yesterday. The whole town, one fell swoop. Gone. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he literally clapped it back to the Stone Age. Like, I, I'm kind of, in a sense, glad that Mando had that, I, I guess they call it, like, plot armour. Uh, yes, knowing yes. there is a Mando 3 coming out. Like, yeah. that plot armour kind of saved me with a reunion because yeah. Grogu does his little force jump up into his arms. Man, and how great was that? Cute as hell. And then there's this yeah. little part of me that goes, oh God, what if one of them dies? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is Mando's yeah. reaction going to be if Grogu oh, yeah. died? No, no. Does he go you hunting can't. Luke down because you told me <laughs> you'd protect him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you sent him back to a bloody war zone without you. Yeah. yeah. What you, you just stuck him in a taxi, you jerk? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. Just generally, it was like it was only a few moments of just utter panic, but yeah. luckily that subsided. I'm delighted to say. And we then got this case of Mando's been reunited with him. I think he says to him, like, keep your head down. We've got a bit of a situation here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, just just sit in there. His, just sit in there, yeah. He spots he's wearing the shirt, which was kind of a nice thing as yeah. well. Oh, you're wearing the shirt, which was kind of great. Uh, but anyway, the, the thing gets blown up. They're, they're, he goes to hide behind a wall, and, like, Grogu's there. Now, I'm watching this, and I see Grogu watching, like, and he's a cute little thing. He's, like, looking out from behind the wall whilst Mando's trying to fight this droid. Yeah. The droid is being attacked by Boba on the Rancor. Yes. And you can see the shield is starting to fail at the back. Yes. So Mando takes the Darksaber, cuts through, cuts one of the arms off the thing clear, slices down into the droid... The droid is sort of malfunctioning, but still sort of going on one leg and sort of and manages to turn. I mean, fair not... play to this droid. Like that thing gets battered and it oh, keeps the, going. Oh, those those battle droids were badass, weren't yeah. they? You know, I I think they'd have beaten the clones if they'd been around <laughs> yeah. during the Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Uh, so so uh, that's that's kind of like really kind of stuck in. That's really kicking ass. And Mando's down, and you see Grogu, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna help him. Yeah. Grogu's going to do something to help him. Now, I didn't predict what Grogu was going to do. I thought he was going to make the thing float. You remember when he saved him that very first time and he made that creature kind of like float oh, in the air? Like the woolly rhino thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the weird creature. And I thought that was what was going to happen. And whilst it was floating, Mando and the others could shoot it and the thing would get destroyed. Yeah. So I'm watching and I'm like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And it, it kind of... Everything, it kind of slowed the episode down for a moment, didn't it? Like, the droid was kind of, like, there, leaning back, ready to attack. Yeah. And then he literally ripped a massive bolt of the thing out, so it collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> letting, them, letting the Rancor then just destroy it. Yeah. Um, I just loved it. Like, he was doing all this can, and then it was just like a bolt. And I, at first, yeah. I was like, oh, kid, you needed more training. Well, uh, you, more... were, you were meant to go for the main, like the eye part, when, and you took a he... bolt, and then it falls over, and you're like, uh, ah, yeah. clever Grogu. Well, what's funny is when he first did it, I thought he'd take, you know, like he, he was obsessed with that ball from the ship. Yeah. I thought he'd rip the ball off the thing, like literally, yeah, I'm going to play with a new ball. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, for God's sake, Grogu, there's a battle going on. Not, not time to play with the ball, dude. <laughs> Yeah. But no, it was this massive bolt and he kind of like stands up next to it, doesn't he? Like kicks it like ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> I win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the thing gets taken out 
Now, the Rancor destroys the other one. Yes. And there's a moment... I, I picked up on this, and I did a TikTok about it, and... I, I did not pick up on it, did. and I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, I don't know how many other people did, but there's a moment where the Rancor's holding this droid, and Boba says, do it! And he rips it apart. And immediately, I thought of the moment with the Emperor, Anakin is there, he's got Count Dooku on his knees, and the Emperor goes, do it! And Anakin cuts his head off. Yep. And so I did a, you know, who did it better TikTok. Um, I, I think it was probably a nod. They don't, John Fab, Dave Filoni don't really do things just like coinky dink. I, no. I tend to think that's probably what it was. I would um, say so, yeah. yeah. I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it myself, but then you mm. sent me the um, the TikTok of it that you made. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that yeah, that's a. That was it. Was fun. I, I like stuff like that because because it was such a because you didn't you know you wouldn't need to know that was a nod at all without it, the line worked perfectly anyway yep. in the moment. But the fact that you then show that other scene, you're like, oh wow, well, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah, that's, fair that's play kind to of it. like yeah. yeah, that's that's good. Um, uh, so we we have that we have that battle. The droids are now taken care of, and with them taken care of. We then have the situation where Cad Bane reappears. Mm-hmm. Cad Bane is back, and Cad Bane is basically... I mean, the guy's an absolute badass, and he's so experienced. He uses his flamethrower, and the Rancor freaks out, throwing Boba, and yeah, that leads to the Yeah, what a scene rank- that was. That was great. And, and that leads to the Rancor basically bugging out big time, quickly. Yeah. Um... What were your just just silly? What were your thoughts on that? Just kind of initially, because to me it's like this rancor has been shot a lot, a lot of laser fire, big heavy duty laser fire as well. Yeah. One one bit of flamethrower, and then the thing bricks itself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Apparently, it has a weakness to fire. Um. It's cer- certainly an aversion to it. Yeah. I don't know whether there's something kind of built into rancors that are like fire yeah. bad. Yeah, well, but, I mean, to be honest, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, if someone threw fire Ow, in my yeah. face, you you would run yeah. away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Although I also feel like if I was getting shot at by laser guns, I would probably run away. Yeah. Too. Also, yeah. Also, wouldn't wouldn't react well to that either. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird, but it did set up this confrontation perfectly. Boba picks himself back up. Yeah. He's face to face with Cad Bane now. Earlier, Fennec talked him out of the confrontation. Now, this this is going to happen. Yeah, now he's got no real option. Now, I don't know if you know this, and I think I might have mentioned it last week. There is a dent in Boba Fett's helmet. Yes. That dent was put there by Cad Bane, who shot him in the head. Yeah. Now, nice when that happened, Boba shot him at the same time. They literally drew at the same time and hit each other. And Cad Bane had to have like surgery and all sorts to get over it. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the history between the two. So he says to him about he's old and he's gotten soft and stuff. And Boba's not as ruthless as he was. And he does get the draw on him. He does manage to beat him to the draw. Cad Bane manages to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the armor's protecting him, but obviously he is being hit. So he's taken down. And like it. that appears to be that Cad has got one hell of a gun. Yeah, because he does. Yeah, he's yeah. been getting shot. Uh, Boba's been getting shot throughout the last part of the episode, no. and okay, they might be taking a knee and stuff, but they're not really reacting to it. Cad Bane yeah, shoots no. him, and he's like, "Bang, yeah. he's down." 
You're like, yeah, no, cads. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's a very similar weapon to the one that Han Solo had. Uh, possibly a little bit more, more badass. Mm. Just very hyped up for for a pistol. It certainly packs one hell of a punch. Oh yes. Um, and so so Boba's down. He's you know he's he's talking some smack. He's getting into his head. Now one of the things he talks about is how you know, you know you were a killer, Boba. Um, and all this family crap, this is your last lesson, takes his helmet off. Yeah. You know, you only look out for number one. Mm. And, you know, he's got that, and he's said that to him, and it's cold as hell. Yeah. But one of the things, of course, we've had in this is Boba talked a lot about how he realised living with the Tuscans, family, having a group, makes you stronger. Yeah. So as he's saying these lines, I think it lined up beautifully... That Boba then uses the Tuscan weapon to kick his ass and and kill him. Yeah, it kind of like it took me a second because I genuinely felt like I'd blinked for too long or something. Because Boba's mm. on his back, he's in serious yeah. trouble, and then all of a sudden, bang! He's got the Tuscan sw- uh, staff, yeah. and I'm like, where the f- did that come from? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Did I just have a moment where I just accidentally fell asleep for a minute? Like, what the hell? Do you know? Do you know what? Sometimes, like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, the way he manoeuvred, but I, I get that a lot. I, I get that where you're sort of so engrossed in a scene, you, you kind of, <laughs> dare I say, space out, and then you watch it yeah. again. It's like, oh, wow, you know, that was... Yeah, I watched it back, and I was like, he literally does. He's got it on his back. It's there yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. yeah, I've watched this and gone, well, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I was too engrossed in what was happening to actually really pay attention. Yeah, yeah. it was great. I mean, because... I, I just think it was so poetic in the sense of Boba talked about how family makes you stronger. He was talking about, no, you got to be on your own. And it was the Tuscan weapon that did it. Um, so, obviously, the next thing is he does kill Cad Bane. Ah, uh, but does he? he? Does, yeah. Now, see, does here's he? the thing. I personally, for me, hope that he has. I And that's not because I don't like the Cad Bane character. Love that character. And there's still plenty of Star Wars in the Bad Batch and other stuff where Cad Bane can still be a character we see. Yeah. Because that's in the past from where we are here. Mm-hmm. I just think it was a brilliant end to that character. The aged gunslinger in the fight with Boba with all their history. Yeah. I, I just think it was the perfect end. Um, I, I've online, a lot of people are just pissed. <laughs> like, you brought him in to kill him! Yeah. Well, the character came from Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni's the guy who's brought him into this. To, if Dave Filoni has decided this is the perfect end for this character, then it's the perfect end for this character, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm all for it. Yeah. See, so, my my theory on this is he's from it comes from his chest pack. That bring it on, man. Tell, tell the good people who maybe <clears> missed this. So... They're, we've done it on a TikTok, I believe, as well. We have. Um, but I'll go through now quickly as well. So basically, he is wearing... We've already spoken about like the air pipes into the side of his face. Yep. Um, and he's also wearing this jacket, like vest thing he's got on. He does, yep. And throughout the episode and where we've seen him, it's just a normal bit of tech on his jacket. Yeah. When he gets stabbed, the light starts to blink. Uh, there's a lot of theories out there that actually this is like a secondary life support. Yeah. And when he got killed, that's what then kicks in the electronical whatever it is 
which will then keep him alive. Yeah, it does make sense. Because he was too clever to be... The way I've seen him so far, it kind of strikes me as a case of if he thought enough to stop the Jedi chokehold by putting in spare air fluid bits into him, yeah, then surely he would have thought enough about if I ever get shot or stabbed, yeah, what can I do to kind of oh, keep myself going? Man, you know? Massively, massively. And you're also from memory, and this is from memory, so if I'm getting this wrong, people don't scream at me. I'm fairly confident he had a system. He had a droid with him on a lot of his missions called Toda or something like that. Uh And that Toda, Toda, I can't remember. But basically this droid, that could possibly be like a I'm near death droid, come and save me. You know, like Like a a homing beacon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are definitely options if they want for Cad Bane to have survived that. And we've seen in Star Wars already with Fennec, people could be near death, dead, dying, like right on the verge, and be saved through the technology that exists in, in this in this sci-fi. So, yeah, yeah, it might not be over for him. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of okay both ways. I'm kind of okay, like if you survive, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, he's going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be so pissed. And then at the same time, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, if he's not. So for me, if they give Boba a season two, yeah, him being alive still could be a real fun plot point. Yeah. Because he will be out for revenge without a shadow of a doubt. Now, if they don't do a Boba season two and they have, you know, and he is gone again, I'm cool with it. That That's, that's fine. Yeah, it was a good nod to have the character from the cartoony series to come in and just have his live action moment. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Um, what did you think about the um, the rank or climbing the building like King Kong? Do you I think that say, was yeah, King Kong, definite, yeah. Like, yeah. there's there's subtle nods to things, and then there's, like, taking the same movie and just CGIing it a little bit. <laughs> like, I was watching this, and I'm like, come on, wait for it, and X-Wing's going to fly in, and he's going to squat it away or something. I'm yeah, for okay. It. Yeah. So, so clearly wasn't just me who thought that then. Yeah, no. Okay. Yes, uh, it was less than subtle. Um, we, we see Mando basically try and battle this Rancor on, on the basis that now it's loose. It's literally destroying the whole place. Yes. Um, so Mando's trying to get the thing under control. Uh, he fails. He's getting his ass kicked. Um, he, he, he nearly gets chomped. His Beskar is holding up well. He uses the flamethrower and the thing throws him to the ground and is about to basically give <laughs> him a real... Fact. Yeah, it's the fact that he's literally biting on his helmet yeah. and that, that the best guy is just about holding out. But I'm like, just. that's still going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And that, is not, that is <laughs> not a place to be, is it? That's no. not where you want to be. Um, and then we see Grogu just stroll out to face down the Rancor. I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of in this, like, he isn't a Jedi. Mm-hmm. He's got powers. We've seen that. But he hasn't been trained. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm like, the rancor could just swat him, the little dude away. The rancor could use him <laughs> yeah. as a toothpick. I am, I am so what the hell? I yeah. don't believe in a million years Disney would ever kill Grogu because I, I think you just no, I don't think they could. Uh, the fact that they had him leave at one point and have had to bring him back faster than originally intended. Um, <laughs> 
just goes to show that no, 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 yeah. Grogu's staying around. The money cow is being milked. Oh, yeah. mate, yeah, yeah, they, they're milking all 4,000 others. I, his using the Force to put the Rancor to sleep was amazing. It was a great scene because some stuff you look at with CGI or puppetry and things, I was completely into that, man. That that's a yeah. That's a puppetry character with this great big rancor. Completely into the moment, completely into it. No there was no feeling like it had been distracted me at all. Yeah. And then we have the absolute cuteness overload <laughs> of Grogu basically becoming best friends with the rancor. Uses the force, calms it down, puts it to sleep. Walks up to it and snuggles into it for a nice nap. Yeah, just strokes it a couple of times yeah. and then nap time. And you're like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, Grogu's now like, this It's my buddy. Everyone chill. Me and him, we're, we're good. We're tight. I'm just going to have a nap with him. I mean, that was hilarious. Wasn't it? I mean, it was just yeah. so good. Such a perfect end because the monster, like, destroying everything, wrecking everything. People are being killed by the monster. Nah, the monster's just having nap time now. He was just grumpy. He wanted to exactly. See. Someone set fire to his face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, we get these kind of uh, what I class them as like happy endings now. So Boba and the team, Fennec and everyone's reunited. Uh, he's yeah. walking down the street and everyone there is paying him respect. <laughs> this you is know. the bit now. This cracked me up. It's like, oh look, there's half of my house. Oh, mm. thank you, Boba. Thank yeah. you. I'm just going to put you, the rest of my house into this wheelbarrow because I saw this left. Thank you, you. you. I mean, you said that to me, and it is true. It is a funny visual of these people basically tidying up after this battle, but thanking Boba at the same time. The reality is I think they're thanking him because he's liberated them from being, you know, dealt with, yeah. with the pikes. Except, and, you know, he's kind of like the lesser evil, if you like. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny because he's still a mob boss in <laughs> the best sense of the world. But anyway, so he's done that and these people, but it was just funny to me. It was kind of like the, the early scenes he walks into that place, no one respects him because he's not on a litter. Yeah. And no one, you know, no one cares, no one likes him. And then we get him to finish and everyone's paying him respect. He's like, Yeah. And um, he delivers a line. He says, Oh, why is it always this arm? Because he's injured. And Fennec says, "Oh, you need some time in your in your back to tank." Yeah. And he's like, "No, it's being used." When he said that, I assumed the Wookiee was in there because of what he said to him earlier about you. You deserve some time in it, my yes. friend. And then we see him in the next scene, and my brain still didn't click in that moment. Well, who the hell's in it then? <laughs> nope, not even slightly. Nope. No. So it was there, it was like right there for all of us to kind of go, well, hang on a minute, who's in it then? Yeah. But I didn't, I still didn't do it. I still didn't click onto it until the actual after credit scene rolled. So we have this nice little thing. Now, one of the things that gets said here, which I think we'll talk about more in a minute, is he says, I don't think running a township like this is for us. And yeah. Fennec's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we'll circle back to that in a minute. But anyway, they have this nice little happy ending thing. They throw... They throw a melon to the Wookiee. He won't share it with anyone. Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, Mando and Grogu in the ship. <laughs> no. Dude. No. Dude. No. Okay. <laughs> Dude. 
every parent's nightmare. The kid did in the Did we back. not call it, though? Did we not call we that did. that little pod was Grogu-shaped? We did, man. And this is it. We knew you came up with all these things all the way along, and they kept getting torn down. But then the finale comes along, and Dave and John have got our backs. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, clearly, John and Dave listened to these podcasts. So, yeah, hello, and, guys. Yeah, Thank and, and, they, and they reworked the ending just for us. Yeah. <laughs> Or they uh, sat there going, damn it, they've worked that out as well. Oh, yeah. not that as well. Oh, yeah. they've oh, got that. Damn oh. it, yeah. Quick, change the episode order so that you don't know it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we get to see Mando, we get to see Grogu flying away together as they should be. Yep. Grogu's knocking the glass. Ding, 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 no. An annoying little ding, gist. Ding, 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 no. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Fine one last time and when he says it like fine just one more time I'm like oh no I know what this is gonna be yeah and he hits the speed boost and Grogu like wee yeah <laughs> it just, it's like a little childish giggle and wee oh it's amazing <laughs> and, you know what we talk about when we're watching these shows and we're smiling and it's just joy that whole scene joy just smiles just absolute yeah. delight on my face that that's happening uh, but that's the end. That's the end of it. That's the end of the Book of Boba Fett episode seven. We do get an after credit scene. The after credit scene. I had to watch it three times. The after credit scene so shows shows someone being healed and yep. shows the mod guy, the guy who saved Fennec by basically integrating droid parts into her, and the guy who's modified all the biker guys, the yep. Power Rangers. I, like you, the first time watching it, couldn't see who was in the tank. The second time watching it, I'm fairly confident it's the Marshal. Yeah. Third time watching it, I'm now doubting myself again and I don't know who it is. It seems a consensus online, it's the Marshal. <laughs> so, I would say it's the Marshal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the the um, consensus yeah. is it's him. So, he saved him. The guy, obviously, somehow they managed to get him from Freetown... And hopefully he is being saved. So if we see this character again in the future, I'm expecting a kind of droid arm, perhaps, or a shoulder at least. Yeah. Something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, Will it, it looks make like, him a looks faster like been... or a slower shot now, though? Well, it could be an interesting thing, because, of course, that if that's his shooting arm, then maybe, maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's yeah. something he's going to have to overcome. But... Will we or where will we see these characters again? And that kind of leads us into our general chat really to, to finish up which is before we hit that is just one more yeah. scene i want to talk about oh okay sorry man. Yeah. that's right um fennec being an absolute badass mate you're absolutely taking right, out yeah. the mayor and How everyone without yeah. without anyone seeing her yeah. oh it's fantastic but don't don't you think that that's kind of like interesting because it's almost like a really great reminder. Fennec is introduced to us in Mandalorian as Master Assassin Fennec Shand, yeah. the most wanted assassin in the New Republic. Like she has got warrants for her arrest because she used to go on kill missions and is just like unmatched. Yep. And so, because of the way Boba's tried to do things, we've not really seen that. We've She's not... been very kind of gentle, gentle, because Boba won't let her do this. Basically, and now yeah. she gets to. <laughs> yeah, and now she gets to go in there and be full Fennec Shand, full, full yeah. savage, if you like. And she does. I mean, she hangs the mayor, literally hangs him, uh, shoots all of the heads of the 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 treacherous families yeah. takes out four or five guards 
and then straight up stabs through the heart the leader of the pikes. She takes them all out in under five minutes. And, is and they do not even badass. see her at any no. point. Yeah. No, she it is next level. And it is just such a potent reminder of just how badass she is. Yeah. Because in this series up to that point, you know, because we saw earlier in the episode with her rifle, she saved the Power Rangers. Yes. You know, she, she was kind of badass with that. Keep your head um, down. What? Keep your head down. Yeah. <laughs> And oh, bang, oh yeah. okay yeah took them all out um but then you know like i said but then we're kind of looking at this now and it's like such a reminder it would be a real shame for me personally to, to continue on to our next chat now it would be a massive shame for me if they don't do something else with these characters now because it was like a great reminder like we've had this like if you think of this series a little bit for boba's kind of his new origin story. We filled in all the blanks. The reason why he is the way he is now compared to the way he was back running with the Empire, back with the original trilogy. We've seen his time with the Tuscans. We now understand he now values family, friendship, whereas he never did before. Yeah. So we understand all of that. This is like a new a new beginning. This is like a new origin story for him. The idea of him and Fennec now going off and doing bounty hunting together... Doesn't seem right. What? Really? That really appeals to me. Uh, It it appeals to me 100%, but the way he's kind of gone from that was his life to him now being like, no, I've learned how that you need to have things to fight for. He doesn't strike me of him going, but you know what? Yeah, give me the parks, I'll go bounty hunting again. You know, you, you're right. Actually, yeah. No, you you do say that, but what the reason why in my mind, I'm thinking of a story similar to like Mandalorian season one, where basically he's off bounty hunting, but then he ends up on like quests, sort of like yeah, to help this town. I go and do this. So my idea really is less bounty hunting and more think of the A team, but in Star Wars. You know, yep. if you're if you're a people in trouble, you've got mercenaries picking on you. You know who to call: Boba and Fennec. <laughs> and they come flying in in the ship. You know, Slave One lands, or you know, the the gunship. Sorry, can't call it Slave One anymore. And they come in, and ma- imagine if the Wookiee's there as well, big badass Wookiee dude. He's decided. You know, Do you know what? It sounds like fun. I'll come with you. But don't you don't you find don't you think the idea of that would be a fun show like a good show on its own? Those three together, I think, would be fantastic. Because you could leave the marshal in charge. Like the marshal's free time was there. You've got this with Mos Espa. Mos Eisley's not far away. Still a wretched scum of hive and villainy. Um, <laughs> wretched hive of scum and villainy. Sorry, I've got that back ass. <laughs> But you know you've got you could easily have him there, and that way Tatooine's still a place you can go, still a place where we can have interactions. He'll be there, yeah. and it's a great side character. You've got uh, the, like, uh, like the mechanic, Pelly like the, the mechanic, me- who's now yeah. kind of possibly dating the slimy sidekick politician. We're not quite sure how that finished. That's frightening. I don't yeah. want to think about that. Uh, but yeah, He's so you've furry. got. Yeah, less furry, yeah, but more slimy, I bet. Yeah. I, I, I just think there's a lot there that you could do with that, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. So if they were to make a Boba Fett Season 2, that would be the format I'd love to see it in. Yeah. Um, The, the series Season 1, 
for Book of Boba Fett, I think, and I know you want to talk about this, so I'll just say this, then hand it over to you. Okay. I think the biggest negative reaction I've seen has been around people's expectations compared to what they got. 100%, yeah. Um, And some of that could be down to the name. Now, I'll, I'll let you take that. I'll let you take that point on. So, yeah, looking out online, as we have done after pretty much after each episode, Yeah. I don't understand myself what people expected. Yeah. Um, the book of Boba Fett, not Boba Fett, of course. <laughs> have you noticed I've got it right every time so far this episode? I've made uh, a real Man, you have major no thing idea. Yeah. You have no idea how happy I am because it's like nails on a chalkboard to the point I've pretty convinced you've been doing it on purpose. I honestly haven't, but uh, <laughs> it annoys me as much as it annoys you because oh, I know it's okay. wrong and then I say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the book of Boba Fett, it seems, I, mean, I think we joked about it before. Yeah. If they'd have called it the Tales of Tantooine, yeah, 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 yeah. everyone would have been like, this is fantastic because you've had some episodes about Grogu and Luke, yeah. whose origin is Tantooine. You've had bits about the Mando, you've had bits about uh, Boba. It would have been brilliant. I think the fact they called it the Book of Boba, yeah. everyone kind of went, this is going to be Boba being badass. Like yeah, what we I saw in the Mandalorian was badass. Well, and I everyone think expected where, that. I think that's where expectation is. I saw someone do a, a social media thing the other day, and I can't remember who it is, otherwise I'd name check them. But they basically said that, you know, expectation and stuff and, you know, is the thief of joy. And they're absolutely right. I think if you go into a series with an idea in your head of what it's going to be and everything, it's actually quite a dangerous thing. Because, like, uh, for example, we got the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming up. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to debut at the end of May. I'm terrified. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, I have been looking forward. They announced this. And it, it was like a dream come true for me. It honestly like, was, yeah. I cannot, you know, Ewan McGregor playing this character again, live action, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then they announced Hayden Christensen's joining it, so I know we're going to get Anakin flashbacks plus Darth Vader. I, I, mate, this is like every, it's a total dream come true. And I am now nervous about it because I'm like, I, I'm... My expectations are through the roof, so I am deliberately trying to lower myself. I'm like, no... Yeah. No, I'm like telling myself, oh, it's not Dave and John. You know, it's probably going to be crap. So just, it's going to be crap. It's going to be crap. Gonna it's going to be good. It'll be fine. I can't, I can't convince myself of that. I am just buzzing. Yeah. It. It's going to be Obi-Wan it. sat around a campfire with a load of Tuscan Raiders telling stories of him growing up. And he'll be like, oh, I'm fine. No. Yeah, no, I'm good. Just, just Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Hayden Christensen playing Anakin again. Mate, we live in a time where Hayden Christensen's back in Star Wars with Ewan McGregor and yeah. Toby and Andrew are back as Spider-Man in the MCU. It's the best place ever right now. <laughs> Life is good yeah, for well, us right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Movieverse-wise, it is. Movieverse, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The movieverse yeah. is good right now, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... I, I know exactly what you mean by the name. I do think a lot of people had an expectation of Book of Boba Fett meant Boba Fett was the star of every episode. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's an unfair expectation either. No, we, I can't we... tell if I'm disappointed or not mm. that the fact that so many people are saying, oh yeah, but Mando saved the show. 
Yeah, I don't, if Mando I don't hadn't think... been in it, it wouldn't have been as good. I'm like, no, the series was good and Mando yeah. was in it. Not Mando yeah. was in it, so the series was good. There, there seems to be an idea that the, the series only picked up when episode 5 kicked in. Now, the thing is, it's quite interesting to me, is they made the decision with episode 5 to basically give us a Mando story to bring us up to date. Yeah. So it was kind of like, here's an episode where we go, right... Here's Mando, and we are going to catch up with him completely up to the point he rejoins the Book of Boba Fett. So everything from the end of Mando Season 2, you're about to find out where he's been, what he's been up to, how he's doing, and bang, here we are, we're up to date again. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. That's absolutely fine. And if we had an ep- and if we're in Mandalorian Season 3, we get an episode that brings us completely up to date with another character in it no one's gonna moan (laughs) you know it's it's just gonna be the way it is but because we had two mandalorian seasons so far from this sort of corner of the star wars universe where mando's in every episode yeah the fact that we had book of boba fett the expectation was to follow a same track um and it didn't they they chose to do something different and People generally didn't seem to like the initial episodes, but I I put it to you and I put it to other people that the reason why is because people had this unrealistic idea in their brains of who Boba Fett was. Yeah, and we've joked enough times about, you know, six lines of dialogue and four minutes of screen time. Yeah, in the original original trilogy, it's next to nothing. And then this kind of cool, mysterious character came out of it. He gets reintroduced in live action in the Book of Boba... In the, sorry, in Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah. And it is just like a phenomenal cameo in that. But again, it's, it's a cameo. He, he literally appears at the end of an episode, then he appears halfway through another episode, and then he's in the beginning of another one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's literally cameoing again. He has more screen time in Mandalorian Season 2 than he does in the original trilogy, but again, it's just cameos, and we don't really learn about him, his motivations, or anything. Yeah. A show about him, of course, has to tell us more. So it isn't going to be bang, bang, bang for 45 minutes. It's got to be... This is where he's been. The yeah. he answers some questions, uh, but every episode I find interesting. Every episode has stuff that I enjoyed. Every episode has stuff I could discuss and think about and shine a different light. Like the Tuscans, going into the Book of Boba Fett, very yeah. primitive characters, whatever background. Now Tusken Raiders, I have a real kind of. No, not an affection affinity, but just kind of like, okay, I have got a real understanding of those characters now. Yeah. If they ever appear in anything Star Wars again... They're not just all... going to be annoying background characters no, now. No, we, yeah. we all... Jawas even. You know, Jawas in this. You know... Uh, they don't. Anyone. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. furry. Yeah. They're very, very furry. and But also, thieving little buggers, which we already knew. Yeah. But thieving little buggers who have got some brass on them, mind, because they ripped off the pikes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mando's like, oh, don't spoil them by paying them for that. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, they steal me stuff and I let them go through the garbage. Don't be paying them money. God, you'll spoil them. Such a good line. Yeah. Such a good line. <laughs> Such a good line. But just, there's a lot there. They've and given depth to a lot of background Massively, things. yeah. Now, again, I, I think perhaps you hit the ha- nail on the head. You know, if it had literally been the tales of Tatooine, people perhaps wouldn't have been so bullshit about, oh, great, Boba Fett's going to cameo in his own show and stuff. And 
That was funny. It, but that's it. Me and you joked about that, and it's yeah. funny. But some episode six, real... the cameo of Boba. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just some people took it really. Like, oh yeah. This is, this is serious. This is you know he's been ri- he's been written out of his own show. I even saw some people online saying, "Oh, clearly the show was bombing, so they've taken an episode of Mandalorian and put it in this early." Because oh, I why saw would you? That. Yeah. Why would you have seven episodes? Everyone's saying, you know, that's nonsense. It was clearly meant to be six, and they realised it was crap and thrown an episode of the Mandalorian in. Yeah. Now you could possibly argue that that was episode five, but the fact that everything's linked together nicely with him getting his ship in that episode five, which then appears in six and seven. Yeah. You know, it's a nonsense. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's needed to, it was a needed episode yeah. to progress the story. To progress Did all it of it. Did it need to be the full episode? And could they have done that while showing things happening with Boba? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no that that would be that would be my criticism. My criticism would be that we had episodes one to four building to seven, and then we had episodes five and six, and yeah, when seven came around, it was like, oh okay, it, this this just goes back to episodes one to four. Do do you know what I mean by 100%. that? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That, they that's, were kind that's of. My... I think we've done other shows for like The Walking Dead and things like that. And we've yeah. spoken before about what we call it, like bottle episodes and filler yeah, episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. These were almost like, it, it was almost like the filler episodes. Like, they got to the end of episode four and went, ah, we're too close to the finale. Um, um, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Like, let's fill a couple of episodes in we've, and stuff. Whereas if they had taken everything that happened in the first four episodes, yeah. spaced it out a bit more. Yeah. And, but... Instead of them going, oh, but then it would leave us two episodes short, they had fed the Mandalorian stuff into that as well. Yeah. Like, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there of the Mando stuff. Yeah. yeah then you would have than... just gone, this is all, yeah. okay, it's so, all building so... together. Mando must be getting ready to come and join Boba. This would be brilliant. So basically, yeah. like, rather than episode four being all the story and episode five being all Mando, yeah. you could have had half and half. Yeah. You know, and then episode six stayed as it was and seven stayed as it was. So yeah, no, I completely agree with you, mate. I, I do think that's probably my only criticism. I think perhaps the way the show was structured yeah. uh invited the kind of um uh the critique that it got. But overall, I, I just gotta be honest here, I've really enjoyed it and I think when you compare it to The Mandalorian, I think The Mandalorian still shades it for me. The series, I think, still shades it. Uh, I mean, Mandal- yeah, shining light, mate. I, I, it doesn't even shade it for me. The Mando, as much as I enjoyed the book of uh, Boba, the Mando yeah. by far. Yeah. Well, yeah. how about you compare Book of Boba Fett to the to the sequel trilogy? <laughs> Don't I get yeah. in trouble for doing this now? Well, not so, much, not so much trouble, more like Lucasfilm won't deal with us because of what you said about the, the sequels. That's, yeah, they were less than happy about my yeah. less than complimentary. Yeah. And I apologise. Lucasfilm, if you are still watching and listening to these, yeah. I do apologise. Yeah, they, they just they, weren't they... episodes 4, 5 and 6. I think that was my biggest problem. Yeah, they, Well, they, they were they... episodes 4, 5 and 6, just slightly rehashed. I think that was my yeah. biggest problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't... Compare episode four and episode seven almost scene by scene, but never mind. Um, but yeah, so you compare the book of Boba Fett to that from from our point of view, and and you know, like if we'd got the book of Boba Fett first, 
we'd just be waxing lyrical about it and being like, oh, this is the best thing in Star Wars ever. Yeah. The Mandalorian is currently the best thing in Star Wars, in my opinion. Again, going back to my rather naughty opinion myself, I have. Yeah. The Mando 1, 2 and the Book of Boba, they've made me fall back in love with Star Wars. Yeah, true. You were very disengaged. I was very like, I was to the point of almost not going to watch Mandalorian because I was just so just like, no, Rogue One was okay. The Han Solo was okay. You're you're not wrong. I mean, I I literally watched it. I had a recommendation from our old friend on the podcast, Alfie, who said to me, you you need to watch this. And I was like, oh, really? I don't really know what it's about. I know it's set in Star Wars, but, you know, yeah, okay. And I, and I found, because Disney Plus hadn't launched here, Mandalorian no. was out in America and hadn't launched, and I found a way to watch the first episode. Uh, perfectly legal, of course. Of course. And man, I watched it, and I was just like, I need more. You know? <laughs> this When is Disney Plus launched? I need this in my life. This is very, very good. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think I said to you, like, straight away, like, no, 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 this, this is different. This is... This is like someone who basically grew up on the original trilogy and yes. has written a love letter. This is four, five, and six style and yeah. quality. Watch yeah. it. And I was like, oh, do I have to? Yeah, man. But and then, is, yeah, I good. think I took two episodes and I was like, I need the next one. Yeah, but but like I said, like I said a minute ago, for me right now, that is Star Wars, the pinnacle of Star Wars. Yeah. Obi-Wan's coming up next and it is infinitely possible I could be saying that about the Obi-Wan series when that finishes. Yeah. So uh we have got so from a Star Wars point of view that is next. So the next Star Wars shows you will hear from us will be the Obi-Wan series which is at the end of May. It comes out on the 25th of May. So looking at my calendar that comes out on the Wednesday. So yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing Star yeah. Wars Saturday's 28th of May will probably be yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that'll be it. That'll be Obi Wan episode one. Um, so that we got that to look forward to. At the end of the year, it looks like we are going to get the Mandalorian season three. It's in it's in uh, post production now. Mm-hmm. So, barring any massive changes with the COVID situation, that looks pretty much set. Uh, obviously, we got lots of other shows coming up. Uh, we talk Marvel. We talk The Walking Dead. They're all coming up again real soon. Keep an eye on our Facebook page for that. If you are on TikTok because you're young and hip and cool like us then do find our account on there. We do post a lot of content, a lot of it very informative, a lot of it opinion-based, and a lot of it just really just silly, silly and funny. Yeah. <laughs> we have a great mix, I think, of content that's informative and content that's funny. So, And I believe we've uh, now hit the thousand barrier, so we can start doing live we have. videos. We can so... do live stuff on there, which, by the way, I meant to talk to you about. I, I'll, uh, remind me, I'll message you later. Yes. Uh, but a massive thank you to everybody for listening. These uh, Star Wars theme shows are still one of our biggest hits with people who listen. Uh, massive thank you to everybody. Uh, thank you to everybody who gets in touch as well. We do really appreciate it. We will be back very soon to talk about all sorts of things. But for Star Wars, look out for us once the Obi-Wan series airs. Until then, everybody, may the Force be with you. This was the way. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.